small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis with me, Neil McDermott, and my co-host, who has just told me before we have gone live, as it is, that he is absolutely buzzing about today's podcast. So here he is. He's, he's full of beans. Um, he's Eric Lampere. Neil, I have to say, you're a very good little sidekick for anyone who has depression, because... Uh, <laughs> You know what? Like you've actually made you made me laugh this week, even though uh, you weren't there. Every now and then, I would hear you say, "Cheer up, cheer up, mate," <laughs> just sarcastically with your little <laughs> voice, um, and it weirdly worked. Um, yeah, oh, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing this morning. Good. Buzzing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. But only because you told me to be buzzed. No, let's not let the but listeners in. <laughs> Let's not let the listeners in on our little secrets. Um, um, how have you been? Oh, I've been all right. I've had a bit of a cold, but otherwise I've been OK. But I've been fascinated, actually, um, by watching the results of my guerrilla marketing campaign, um, mm. which I touched on more. last week. Yeah, I, I, I think and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think silently you poured scorn on uh on this campaign <laughs> well you read you read that wrong oh, okay say. yeah yeah I, I i admire i admire someone that's so desperate for attention mm. <laughs> well it seems to be bearing some fruit and what's really interesting i don't know if you remember because i know you've got these memory issues um, I don't know. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Towards the end of the last pod, just as we were wrapping up, I said, "Oh, somebody has followed me back." And I said, "Well, there's someone called Rich, and if they are listening in the future to this podcast, hello to you, Rich." Well, it turned out that Rich has become joint number one super fan with your best buddy, Michelle. Um, I think he wow. has really put himself through the ringer this week and listened to nearly every episode um, and has interacted with At Village in Crisis on Twitter. Oh, God. Listeners, you should see Neil's little face. He's so happy. He's I'm delighted. So happy that we've got an extra person just listening to our ramblings. That's good. I'm proud of you, mate. Well done. Did your dad ever? Did your dad ever say that you, like he was proud of you? Did you? Ever you leave my dad out of this, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can feel the, the village anger <laughs> brimming under your under your psyche there. Um, we've we've got. Um, I thought I'd mix it up a little bit this week for you. Well, it, it it's not mixing it up as such, just. Adding a certain je ne sais quoi to uh, proceedings. Um, so we've got the question of the. Do you know what that, you know what that means? I, I, I don't know. 
so what were you going to say? Uh, we've got the questions of the week to start off with, as um, yeah. as we often do. Um, should we have like I... an intro? We should we like to make this more production value. Should we have like a question of the week? What about? Uh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Was that good enough though? Did yeah, I'll see like... if I can do something with that. Well, how about a yeah. um, uh, question of the week? Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's like more nerdy. Yeah. yeah anyway, but this week I want you to fill in the blanks. Okay, oh. so. I'll tell you what I'm. I'll tell you when I want your input, and only then. Um, So, can anyone recommend a man with a van who's not expensive, please? I need to pick up a blank in the village. Oh, uh, I need to pick up a a, a bench. Nope. Oh, crikey! There's so many things that could happen. It's mainly been pond-based. Ooh, funnily to... enough, you're on. There is an right association. Um, but it's a it's a it's a whole van that they need. It's something big. Uh, oh, uh, a wheelbarrow. No. Uh, this, I mean, Neil, this is a ridiculous game. But you, it could be anything. <laughs> I don't know tools, right? Just a bunch of tools. It was a fish tank. Oh, a fish tank. Yeah, you need a you need a big old van for that. Yeah. Did, did uh, they succeed? Did they get the van? Uh, there was a couple of recommendations of man with a van. I was just I was trying to think of how you plural men with van. Men with van. Uh, next uh, question. That's... Are you ready? You're on uh, yeah, naught from ready. one so far. Okay. Okay. Um, does anyone have a small blank I could borrow tomorrow? Uh, it's cruel, but the first thing that I thought of was a, a small meal. <laughs> a small kneel? Kneel. <laughs> you just came up because the word small popped up. Um, can you repeat it? I was actually just distracted. Oh, sorry if I'm bothering you. Um, does anyone have a small blank I could borrow tomorrow? Oh, crikey. Um, can I get any context? Like, I think this game is too hard because it's just, it can be absolutely anything, right? So, I, uh, I, okay. I, you've said this word in this pod. Or in this episode already? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Um, oh, oh why, have I, why have I said a small. You said it. You said it really quite recently. What bench? No. Oh. Oh. Can you remember? <laughs> can you remember your other guess that might have been picked up in the van? Wheelbarrow. Yes. <laughs> what? I couldn't believe it when you said it for that first one. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, that's a great one. Okay. Um, and then the final final one because I, I can tell you're enjoying this wouldn't it wouldn't uh, it be great if this is how uh it was revealed to me that i'm actually psychic it would be you know what i might i might get some tarot cards and, and do your reading next time Neil. okay that'd be exciting what we've revealed so far is that you're not psychic <laughs> 
yeah, but it's like a it's like a muscle. You, you need to like practice to get really yeah. good at it. Come on, what the are the odds? Like, okay, well let's see, let's see. Come on then, Mister okay, Psychic. I'll, I'll, let's let's yeah, see how you get on with this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please be aware of a blank on Pence Road this morning. Wow. <laughs> Please be aware of of a blank. blank. Uh, oh, I'm I'm getting wildlife, Neil. I'm getting Ooh. wildlife. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm getting a horse. He's fucking done it. <laughs> Is it? It's a horse. Is it? <laughs> yes. Bro, I'm psychic. <laughs> That's amazing. What a revelation. What an X-Men episode. This is how Professor Xavier discovered he could read minds. How do you feel right now compared to how you felt 10 minutes ago? 10 minutes ago, I was thinking, well, eventually I'll probably kill myself. (laughs) This this is great. This is a a great way out of, um, yeah, yeah, now I'm going to practice my my psychic skills. Mm. Um, Although maybe... The thing is, you have so much power to to heal, Neil, because um, is maybe it, it was never a horse. It, it was a horse. <laughs> I mean, what more can I tell you? It was a horse. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is that it could have been anything. Maybe It could you, have been. Maybe you knew that your friend needed a little step up and you were like, oh, I'll just give him a horse. But really, it was, it was something else. Mm, well, I mean, it's evidenced on Facebook. See, this is the, this is the problem with you, Danny Downer. You, you, you're trying to talk yourself into a little hole here. You've just done something amazing, which is <laughs> like uncommon. Um, yeah. Are you surprised I got it? I got it so quickly. I thought you'd go for sheep because we have touched on sheep on the road before well that that's the second one i was i was thinking but because it was a singular sheep mm. i was thinking ah these sheeps generally they 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 hang in in groups flocks in flocks yeah um but even if it was like two or three it wouldn't be a i know that like the grammar in the village life hasn't been uh fantastic you leave my grandma out <laughs> Um, um, I feel great. I thought I'd see how many how you took to to the quiz, and I think you've liked it. So I've I've got a few more questions for you about the village. Whoa. Question one: How many outlets are there open to the public where you can buy a freshly made baguette to take away? What in the in the village specifically? In the village, yes. Oh, I don't like this question because I think British people's definition of baguette is loose. Uh, Just because it's long and made of bread doesn't make it a baguette. And as a French person, um, I I have qualms with the way people... um, (laughs) Like, like at the co-op, right? They sell baguettes, right? It's it's disgusting it's an insult to bread that's not a baguette it should be it should be called i'm criticizing bread 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so the co-op is not a place where you could get a baguette because it's a lie. And we're talking freshly made here, anyway. I don't believe that your village has a boulangerie. Okay, fuck me. A freshly made <laughs> breaded product in the shape of a French baguette. Um, okay, well, I'm going to say four. Incorrect, there's three. Oh, fuck. Three seemed too obvious. Mm. Maybe you'll one be better. Uh, one of them um, is called. Is it? Yeah. That's good. Uh, one is called. Yeah. Uh, that's my friend's place. It's great. If you're in the village, check out. Um, and one is the coffee shop that does take away. All right. That's good. I'll visit one day. Oh, mm. I'm getting. I'm getting a vision, Neil. I'm yeah. getting a vision. I yeah. said four. I said four because I know that someone's running an underground baguette place. Oh, you could be right. I'm getting you that could vision. Be right. mm-hmm. Eric, how many cash points or ATMs, as you might call them, stateside, are there in the village? And your village is made up of 7,000 people, yeah? Yeah, right? there or thereabouts. It's hard to die. Hard to know. A part of me wants to just just say one because it would be funny to watch seven thousand people struggle and just only have one ATM. Um, that's including the ones that are in shops. Yes. Yeah. Uh, seven. One. Should have gone with my instincts. You should have gone with your instincts. You've you've already proven today that your gut instinct is there or thereabouts. Oh, one, but one seems too cruel. Mm. Do you, it is a bit of a bone of contention. Is it? Mm. A bone of contention. That's nice. That's all. <laughs> also, the name of my debut album. <laughs> and are you just pointing to your crotch? Yeah. And I'm wearing lycra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bone of contention. That doesn't get said often, does it? Well, yeah. I just, have to, I just have to Google it. I'm just Googling it now. Bone of contention. That actually is a phrase. Because like, it feels like it's the first time I've heard it. Bone of contention. It's really nice. Mm. When's the last time you used it? I don't know, but it's definitely in my my library. Like I've not just pulled that out of thin air and thought, Christ, I don't know where that's come from. I'd say bone right. of contention is there on the fringes waiting to be used. Mm, that's nice. I, I know for a fact I have never used it. So it's it's nice. I'm I'm adding it. I'm adding it. Can that be your challenge for the week to get Get into a conversation. I mean, firstly, talk to someone else. So that's a start. And then and then within that conversation, um, slip in your bone. Um, oh, that sounds really, really nice. I, I'll, I'll do that. You know, you, you, you'll be proud of me. I actually do have these conversations. Last time that we did the podcast, you said, 
go on, Eric, get out of your house, go do something. And I, yeah. I did exactly that. I went to a cafe. I spoke with someone. I make an effort every time I go out to speak with someone. Good. Actually, I do that. I do. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, but it's just so fleeting. I think that's the the issue. It's these these lovely little moments are just very fleeting. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more question for you, so yes. you can redeem yourself. How many churches or places of worship are there in the village? Oh, churches and places of worship are two different things. I, I wonder if the village is welcoming of the other places of worship. Um, oh God. Um, would you would you count like a Buddhist like place temple? A, yeah. Well, I would, uh, but there is. Uh, spoiler alert: There is no Buddhist temple in the village. That's what I thought. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say two. Three and a half. Three and a half. Explain mm. the half. Explain the half. Well, you've got All Saints Church, which is the Church of England church. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Baptist Church. Okay. Um, you've got the, the Salvation Army. Right. Um, and then you've got the Methodist Church. But that's turned into a coffee shop, as mentioned previously, where you can get a lovely baguette or ciabatta. Oh, wow. OK. Interesting. Nice building. Um, why can't they just agree? It's all Christianity, isn't it? Mm, yeah, we're, there's a certain theme running through the places of worship in the village. Should just, just they should, they should uh, converge. Yeah, I don't really know enough about religion to have an opinion on it. No, are you not? A, are you not a believer? Uh, do, you not believe, do you not believe, Neil? Uh, I just agnostic, I suppose. I couldn't give a monkey's one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really miss hate being atheist. I miss it so much. Well, oh, you're no longer an atheist. No. Oh, why? What happened? Oh, after everything I experienced, I I, I saw the other side, man. Right. <laughs> I saw some. I saw some stuff, man. That's like unbelievably unforgettable but that doesn't have to i don't want to get too deep here but that doesn't have to mean that there's a god no no i I, I understand that it's like i I even understood it mathematically but the experience was so um euphoric and touched on the the divine um that i understand that anyone else that has had the experience that i had would probably use the word god to explain Mm. it um it it did feel like i um traversed a another sphere i mean it's it's really hard to really put, put words into it um but i agree with you it doesn't mean that there is a singular entity taking care of this whole matrix but um, i read an article once yeah. that i quite liked i got got on board with it was saying so it was taking Minecraft and as as an example. Mm. And if we are now in a position to create these games where whatever you're controlling yeah. believes it is doing something and 
Oh, right. Then, I, then I'm, how you know, ignorant are we to think that we're the first people to have done that? Essentially, we are someone else's computer simulator. Oh, simulation the, theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm frustratingly on board with that. It's it's one of the the multiple reasons why I'm struggling with life at the moment. <laughs> like, is because of all these different possibilities of of what it could be. Um, I find that I find that fascinating. Yeah, that. Like I was thinking about it this way to, to make it easy for people to really comprehend. In the 80s, Mario was on a 2D platform, right? Mm-hmm. Just going left or right. That's pretty much all the options. In the 90s, Mario then became N64, where you could have him in a 3D platform. And now, like, you could put on a v- VR helmet and be Mario. Yeah. So what are the odds that in year 3000, you've created a Mario that thinks... He knows what's going on and is just walking around a platform. Well, considering it's 2023 and you've already got chat GPT just telling you all the answers for everything, it's really likely. So it's, it is interesting, but it, just, it still doesn't answer. Well, what should I fucking be doing with this avatar? Well, just wait for the, whatever pervert is controlling you to uh, make that decision for you. Yeah. Sitting at home in his pants and vest, only stopping to bang one out occasionally. Well, but potentially we're not controlled by avatars. Potentially we're we're just um, like a a simulation environment has been created and then they press play just to see how it unfolds. Right. So so like uh, future historians with this technology will be able to like see how the markets change with certain things. Right. So. For example, we had President Trump in office for four years uh, in the United States. You could then just change one variable by, let's say, going, what would happen if Clinton won? And then you could oh, yeah. just to see how that catalyst would then unfold in the global market. So it's um, interesting. But the thing is, it means that you'd have to ha- you'd have to have the data for every single thing which that's that's chaos theory right because then it's yeah. like well you need to know everything how can you know everything when a butterfly's wing can change the variables well i've got data have you tell yeah. me your data I've got data on the um village facebook chat yeah let's bring it back to that what do you think <laughs> to that um this week we've we've got a thread um it's just rife with speculation, it, and I, I thought you might like that. Um, it, it starts with Nelly Newsflash. Um, she says three young teenage boys were causing trouble at the coffee shop yesterday around 1.30, the coffee shop that I mentioned earlier. Um, they harassed an older lady who was blind by being rude to her, then barricading her in the toilet. They were then seen causing an obstruction on their bikes outside, including swerving into the path of an elderly driver. Naughty, naughty boys. Mm. Oh, do you what want do my, you think? Like, do you want my reaction? Well, I'm interested to know what your take is on on that. You know, Neil, I. I understand now why government is just so difficult. We're we're now in 
maybe a dozen podcasts. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember who I used to be? Ah, oh, fresh faced and rosy cheeked, and I was like, no, come on. Everyone, everyone deserves a second chance. We all need to consider why maybe they're they're sort of projecting nasty behaviour. You know, maybe their parents dot dot dot. And mm. now I'm like, ah, oh, fuck those kids. Yeah, they just barricaded a blind lady in the toilet. Yeah, that sounds cruel. Mm. And yet at the same time, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you could dissect it and be like, but they're children trying to discover their place in the universe. Um, Which is totally pointless because they're just part of some warped simulation. Anyway, right. <laughs> uh, I have an idea comes in um, and he says, would it be worth informing the college? Do you think they're at the college, those kids? Well, the speculation continues. Uh, Nelly Newsflash uh, says, I hadn't thought of that. Good idea. I was going to see if they were on CCTV anywhere as I couldn't get a good I couldn't give a good description. And then Ivan Idea responds and says, if they are on CCTV, then defo make sure you inform the college and the police. That kind of behaviour is unacceptable. I'd be devastated if my kid did that. Yeah, it'd be so embarrassing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would be disappointing. And Nelly Newsflash agrees. She says, me too. The lady in question was quite shaken up and I dread to think how the driver felt when a cyclist suddenly appeared in front of him. I'll check with the local shops on the high street. Mm. Mm. So we set the scene here. There's some naughty kids out and about. They've done unpleasant things to a blind lady. Uh, I don't think the bike on the road is that big a deal. You know, if I swerved into the path of a driver, I doubt he's thought too much of it since hitting his brakes and thinking, fucking dickhead. Um, well, all they but, did was just lock the the old lady in her toilet. Is that right? Uh, the word was barricaded. Barricaded. Mm. Um, it's a good word. That's, that is a strong word. Yeah. Um, and they they just wanted to observe her um, behaving in a new way. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're young scientists Perhaps. trying to work, trying to work out how blind people navigate through a three D space. It's very yeah. hard to know without all the information. Exactly. Going on. Just because they're young and are on bikes doesn't mean they're three little Einsteins. Um, well, Steve Speculate comes in. Uh, he says if they were not in school, they would not be students, probably. Yeah. Or Steve. And here's the other. I, mean, I haven't commented, but if I were to comment in response to Steve, mm. I'd say, or oh, they were bunking off. That's true. Uh, if they're banking off, are they deserving of education? Huh? That's what one might say. Hmm? You're mm-hmm. you're wasting your precious time, annoying old ladies. Barricading. Book. Yeah, barricading. Yeah, yeah. Um, an assumption comes in. Ooh, that's she, a good name. Yeah, <laughs> I was pleased with it when I when I came up with it. Uh, she says, having read other posts. 
I suspect that these boys were from a uh, were from a set. Fucking hell, I can't speak. That's no, all right, mate. Hey. Yeah, I'm sorry, Eric. It's just all getting too much. <laughs> anyway, an assumption comes in, and she yeah. says. Having read other posts, I suspect that these boys were from a section of our community not renowned for sending their children to school. It's a, a delicate way of of uh, speaking about one's community. Yeah, I mean, this is why people want gated communities, right? They mm. want their own kind behind the gates. They want their own children in the designated schools yeah um so for listeners that haven't um if this is your first episode welcome welcome. but we've touched on this before there is a traveler community um you may know travelers as gypsies but they're different that's there is a difference but just so you know roughly what we're talking about there's a traveler community in the village so i think an assumption here is suggesting that these young boys were from a section of our community not renowned for sending their children to school um so i think she is inferring that these boys were travelers yeah fair fair um, fair guess yeah only a guess uh, is it sarah shop worker responds to Anne, um and she says you are right Anne. We have them come into our charity shop on a regular basis. They are so rude and intimidating. We have reported it to the police, but they didn't want to know. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that the police don't want to know. I I did once have a, an, an altercation with a, a young traveller boy myself mm. in London. I was on the bus um, and he was bothering someone and I frustratingly got off my chair and got involved i was so annoyed with myself like i I could literally feel the bystander effect just pushing me out out of my seat and i just got in the way i didn't actually say anything i because he kept touching this woman's head and she kept Mm. stop and like it didn't take many stops for me to be like well i'm just gonna get involved so i i stood in the way um between between the two and so then he took that as a a confrontation and i was like but look mate he just she said stop like twice like so just you know leave her alone kind of thing and uh he then started patting his uh back pocket and i was like oh no oh no i think he's got a knife what have i done I'm in trouble. <laughs> and i stood my ground i was like as as confidently as possible I, you know, I, t- I told him to um to just leave her alone, basically. Yeah. And when he started like, um, what did he do? Oh yeah, he then start he then pressed the button to stop the bus, and he was like, right, we're gonna fight. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not but getting luckily, off this bus. Luckily, a huge a huge man from in, in the back of the bus got involved, and um, and he saved me. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. So you, know, you so... intervened to save this lady, and then yeah. someone intervened to save you. Yeah, that was nice. Was there anyone bigger than him to intervene if it all went south? I don't think he needed it. Mm. That's good. Yeah, when the guy nice. started 
patting his back pocket at you, you should have started back patting your back pocket back at him to yeah, stare at in the future. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, the, the thing is, the me now is a completely different person to the me back then. The me now is ferocious and looking for trouble. So, um, if anything, yeah, let's stop the bus. Let's do this. I'll eat you. Um, Paula, uh, Paula Pointless comment comes in. I don't know if you remember her from last week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She says, I echo Steve's comments, highly unlikely from the college. I echo, <laughs> I echo Steve's comment. Yeah. Thanks, Paula. Yeah. Keep us updated. Um, Vivian Vett comes in. Yeah. She says, the police were very understanding when we had issues with them coming in the vets, a group of 12 to 14 year olds. We now have a panic alarm installed, which can set off the burglar alarm. The police told our staff to call 999 if they ever felt threatened. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's because uh, because, um, you know, I, I think it's potentially a it's really challenging territory, right, to speak of differing groups of society and tarnish them with the a brush if you like it is but it, but it is it, for my, my encounters with um traveler community has, has always been that they are like um more capable right as in like they just they do what they need to do to survive and yeah. so there is a aggressive element it, it, fe- it always does feel aggressive and actually isn't it like cause i saw a documentary once about like how in their culture they they have to fight to like yeah. enter rites of passage kind of thing and so i think that's something that's um that people are scared of but then it makes me it then makes me think well why don't you learn to fight <laughs> Like I'm not I'm not saying that like people should resolve their issues with fighting and stuff, but like I remember when I had that interaction with the boy on the bus, it did make me go, oh fucking hell, I don't know how to fight. Like <laughs> yeah, like I don't I've been beaten up loads, but I don't know how to fight. And so um, is it? I I, I just find I, th- I think this is an interesting thing to, to to explore. If you're now scared of uh, a group of people let's say you're scared of one person right is whose responsibility is it for you to make you feel safe yeah i, I see what you mean I've, I've got a good example for you a Go good on. friend of mine um moved down to this area from east kilbride when he was about 10 um, east mm. kilbride is on the outskirts of glasgow he lived in a big block of flats and he was from a community where there was fights all the time. Mm. So he moved down here about the age of 10. He's not shy of punching someone in the face. All us little middle class kids that have never been in a fight in our life. Mm. We're obviously intimidated by him, but then you get to know him and he's fine as your mate. But when, if he ever had an encounter with a traveller, he didn't look at them as a traveller and as intimidating. He thought, well, I can fight. And you can fight, so let's just fight. It, it was never for him. He never looked at travellers as a problem. He didn't look at travellers and think, "Oh no, travellers—they're scary because they can fight." Right. Um, and as it happened, of all the people I, of all the mates I know, he probably had 
the more traveller friends than anyone else I know because he wasn't intimidated by them and he could get to know them and you know yeah. interact with them socially because right. there was no intimidation exactly so like that's that's the challenge with you know going oh these people are scary and and therefore let's put up walls etc etc and although i understand that like certain interactions i've seen with uh, traveler folk uh they they always feel like more threatening like i i agree with some people but then i'm like up your game yeah like just up what are you like stop walking around so scared all the time so um get your shirt off and start punching your brother yeah like (laughs) i i think i think um like when's the last time you've been punched in the face it's been a while thankfully uh but you have uh, been right. So you've been punched quite a few times. I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Quite a few times. <laughs> like, you know, maybe the first time it's it's daunting and stuff like like because the the punching I used to get was always as a kid and it was always like gangs and it was bu- it was essentially bullying, right? Mm. But then I, a couple like later on, I was like, oh, this doesn't actually hurt, right? It's 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 that. It's that bridge to gap um, the fact that you're not made of glass. And so yeah. like so suddenly to get like if someone threatens a punch before it might be like, oh, no, oh, I don't want to get punched. And now it's like, ah, that's not scary now. Yeah, it's not the end so of the world. Else, so what else have you got? Um, so it's interesting. Um you know those boys shouldn't 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 be threatening people, um, but you know stop being scared. Yeah, yeah. Sound advice. We we never knew that we were going to um, provide such a service, advisory service, did we? But we clearly are. Well, and I, listeners, uh, you're welcome. The heroes. Um, Quentin questions comes in. What is going on in the village at the moment? All of a sudden, it seems as if there are lots of these sorts of incidents. Have things like these always been going on? And it's just that they're getting better publicised on this group, etc. Is is this one specific group responsible for multiple multiple infringements, or have they all just happened to come at once like buses? Oh, so many questions. Yeah, a Tina so Twatface comes in with a response. Oh, um, he's clearly don't like her. <laughs> It's always been going on, but they tend to hibernate in the winter, along with their noisy cars. <laughs> Great contribution, Tina. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, and then Moy Removing comes in. She Moira says, what? Uh, moving, Moy Removing. Um, she says, joined this group as we're waiting to complete on a house in the village. And all I seem to see is the problems and crime on this group. So she's due to move to the area and now she's concerned. Yeah, well, stop reading crime stuff. Yeah. And I move read to London. Nice Charles, yeah, read a Charles Dickens novel or something, Moira. I don't know what to tell you. Although there is crime in those novels as well. Mm. Well, ironically, Quentin Questions responds to her 
the person that's asked all these questions. Well, it's actually pretty safe here. And there are so many lovely people and positive things that happen um, <laughs> that it completely outweighs this sort of nonsense. You'll love it. On the whole, it's a really great community. Right. <laughs> God, I, I hate him. I don't like him. <laughs> OK, Quentin, it's just two posts ago. You were asking a series of questions about the um, the deterioration of the village. But that's fine. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all entitled to opinions. Uh, Brian Bike chirps up. Brian Bike. The... Yeah. Did you get tired writing these names? You went from Anne Assumption, which I think is great. Thank you. Good yeah. work. And you had Brian Bike. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Bike asks if one of the bikes was a yellow bike, then they are residents of the, of the travelling Fen. I regularly see them up and down the high street and going down into the fen sadly there's not much anyone can do oh no but nelly newsflash comes in none of the yeah. bikes were yellow and the kids spoke with a local cambridgeshire accent uh-oh you see people's racism getting it all wrong again it is um but sam spineless ignores the comment above he says I have a, fer- a feeling that if a certain area of the Fen was closed down, become a nicer place to live. Boo. Yeah, Norman Nazi Hunter is straight in in response. He says, what are you suggesting, Sam? Ethnic cleansing? I mean, that's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit strong. Um, every community's got their naughty boys. Mm-hmm. But what, what's great about Sam Spineless, you, you may have wondered why I called him Sam Spineless from his first message. So basically being cha- yeah, being charged, uh, being confronted straight away by Norman Nazi Hunter, who accused him of basically wanting to cleanse the community of travellers, which I, I think we've seen in the past doesn't work out too well. Um, mm. He said, oh, oh, no, Norman, not at all. I'm sure most people living there are nice. How'd you, how'd you know that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he got, he got called for his bullshit and then he wouldn't even stand by himself. No one no. is there for him. No one's there for Sam. No. Not even himself. Constance Confused comes in. Um, she says, they need to be reported doing this to a blind lady. Can I ask why nothing can be done if it's travelling kids? Uh, I really do not get it. The law is the same for everyone. Do you like the blanket ignoring of the fact that the original poster has come on and said there's, they weren't travellers? Um, well, it's probably I don't I don't know if it's called confirmation bias. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the same territory. But like, um, so many people have problems with like travelers and stuff. So as soon as that topic comes on, it's like it comes out like bile. Like here's my feelings about them. Um, And again, it's all fear, isn't it? It is. Um, And really, it's three posh little twats, probably. That is that is a, a possibility. Uh, Sam Spineless pops up again, though. 
Yeah, says, I couldn't agree more, Constance. I've been in the co-op when they blatantly steal stuff and the staff just let them. I asked one of the guys in there once why they allow it. And he said, it's just not worth stopping them as they would retaliate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's annoying to be scared by kids because that's another mm. thing as well. You can't just clock them. No, you spoke about your desire to hit kids in a previous episode, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a believer of, a, you know, oh, you want to act like you want to play with the adults, yeah, slap in the face. Um, Nelly Newsflash, <laughs> go on then, slap in the face and then what? Come on. No, I just add another slap. So, <laughs> add another slap, tied to the back of a car and dragged along the high street. Anyway, Nelly Newsflash, the original poster, comes in once again and she says, I have no evidence whatsoever that these boys were from the traveller community. I hope I hope that more people come on, though. Uh, yeah, but. Well, Angry Anne comes on. Oh, that's the trouble, Nelly. There's never any evidence, but we all know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tagline for a film. There's never <laughs> any evidence. But we know it. Um, ironically, though, the next comment is from Emma Evidence. Um, All right. She Lucky says she's got that name. It is, yeah. <laughs> she says, if we are assuming that these are the same group of kids, is one on an oversized green bike? If so, I too have encountered them having a slanging match outside the co-op. And if so, I don't think they're travellers. And Nelly Newsflash says, yes, the oversized green bike was involved in the near collision with the car. OK, we're getting closer to solving the uh, the crime. It's a shame that the police aren't doing anything about it, but at least we've got these two chapping boys yeah. doing something about it, right? Yeah. Are you proud that you're making a change in your village? I'm always proud. That's good. Constantly in my head, the M people song is on loop, Which asking one? me, "What have you done today to make you feel proud, or something?" What have you done today to make you feel proud? <laughs> that was good, mate. Thanks. You know the song. Yeah, no, I know it now. Now that you've given yourself a little bit of a speech as you were singing, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, Olive off topic chirps up. Um, I witnessed something very kind last night in the co-op. A lady left her money in the cash machine. The woman behind her caught up with her and gave her the money she left. Touched my heart. Oh, God. The lady left her money. So she pulled money out of the ATM, the one ATM in the village. Yeah. And just walked away yeah oh what would i have done hmm. you see this is the problem i know that i would have given that person that money but everything's telling me to just take it I if you find a wallet money. i long i long for it are you if you find a wallet yeah and there's cash in the wallet yeah. Do you take the cash and then hand the wallet in? I think it depends on how much cash there is, right? So, like, if it's 20, 40, 60 quid, right, a part of me is going, that's just a normal wallet. 
if I found a wallet and it was like a couple of grand in there, it's mine. Yeah. What are you doing walking around with that much cash? You're probably yeah. such a naughty boy. You can spare that, that money. Yeah, you can probably spare that money. Um, also, all the, it's, all the, I don't know. I don't know. It depends. I think life, life uh, and the universe finds a balance. And I feel that sometimes I am its conduit. And we shall see. I can. I, I never know. Have you ever seen these adverts on, on like Instagram for like these mafia games? Right. And you're, you're playing an avatar and it's like level one noob. Right. And then you're presented with choices as in life. Mm. And it's like, do you save the girl or do you do you beat her and steal her money? Or it's like a weird game. Right. So, I think you're into something. I'm always, here. I'm always intrigued. I'm like, oh, yeah, what decisions would I make? And there's the theoretical answers. And then there's the one that's in the moment. Very difficult to know. Right. Did you used to play, uh, did you used to read the books? Uh, what was it called? Make your own, those books. And then you'd get to the end of a page and oh, you'd have a choice. Adventure. Choose your own adventure. That was it. Yeah. Did you ever read those? I read it once. Um, I got bored. I got bored. Yeah, well, that was, you'd definitely cheat at those because if you chose and then you went somewhere and it was shit, you're like, oh, well, I'll go back and choose again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel back in time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, life is all about these decisions. What does it make uh, you? What does it turn you into? Do you want to hear from Peter's perspective? Yeah, of course, of course. Just for your information, children from the travelling community have a strict bedtime. They aren't allowed out after 11, so maybe it's time to stop blaming and hating on one side and keep your own kids under control. Having grown up in the village and knowing the area and the growing youth, both traveller and non-traveller, I can assure you, the late at night antics are not that of travellers. These are local kids. So realistically, probably some of the people who have posted on this group's kids cannot tarnish everyone with the same brush. There's people that live down the fen that are 10 times better than those who live in other parts of the village. Thank you very much. Oh, and before I get asked, no, I don't live down there. Little bit of Peter perspective. Has he piped up before? Peter. He has, yeah, he's, he's been in other groups. He, he he likes to watch and then just come in towards the end of a thread, really, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, are you keeping track of all these people that you've named? It's difficult, Eric. I must say, um, I'm trying you, to. Yeah, just write just write down their name whenever you like bring them up because I. Oh, I I'll tell you what, Eric. I tell you what, Eric. <laughs> stick a fucking broom up my ass. I'll sweep the floor while I'm at it. <laughs> that, that would be quite. That would be quite the sight. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know why you have to stick it up your ass. Can't you just use your hands? Um, no, no, it has to be up the ass. Damn, is that how your wife asks you to clean the house? <laughs> you, stick it up your ass! You up. leave my family out of this area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fiona uh, Fuckwick comes in. Oh, um, this is the, the penultimate comment in the thing. In, in comes yeah. Fiona Fuckwick. I personally think you need to find the ones involved in all this. Then you will know who it is. Oh, good. Thanks, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've solved the crime. Oh, thank God for Fiona. I want more of her. I, I, <laughs> I like that. I like what she said. She's, she's um, wise. And you'll be delighted to know that there is one final comment in this group. 
Oh, tell me it's Johnny Jokes. No, it's John Hardman. Oh, John Hardman. There he is. Get in there, son. How about a vigilante group armed with an assortment of yes. hangs? <laughs> of course, of course, John Hardman says that. Yeah. How about a vigilante group armed with an assortment of hangman's nooses to suit all neck sizes? Yeah, how about it? Yeah, John Hardman. <laughs> and that... <laughs> you constipated? Yeah, that's what, that's what he sounds like on the toilet. Yeah, you fuck. Get out of me, you fucking prick. And that was the final comment. Wow. That's quite a comment to to, to, to finish on. Yeah. It's funny how these threads end. Like everybody's so involved and so het up and they go, I've, I've got to be involved. Fiona Fuckrick comes in and says, if only we knew who they were, then we'd know who they were and things like that. And then <laughs> silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would have happened is there'll be a new thread that started about dog shit. That, that grabs their attention. Yeah, and they'll go, yeah. oh, right, well, if I'm one of the first to comment on here, I might get lots of comments on my comment and therefore lots of notifications popping up on my phone and that'll make me feel important and special. You know, you and I, we're not so different to these villagers. We just want to be seen, don't we, Neil? Mm. Well heard. But, well, all heard. Um, but we just want these likes. We want these little dopamine hits. Remember yeah. you at the beginning of the episode, just all excited about Rich yeah. listening to the podcast? You're just the same as the villagers. How does that make you feel? Well, I think you're I think you're underplaying my my work here and and why I have been excited about that is because I've put. I've put work in, I've come up with a strategy, a marketing yeah. strategy, and it's worked. So my my delight is at my successful strategy. Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a good strategy. I'm, mm. I'm going about it a completely different way. You, um, Eric, are a passenger on this podcast. Passenger? You, <laughs> you, you no are idea, doing... You have no idea what I'm about. <laughs> Um, as, uh, as, as some people may know, uh, I'm, about, I'm about to embark on a road trip around the United States. I've, you managed, mentioned it. To, I've managed to con- confuse a production company into following me. And um, they've bought um, cameras that are specific for Netflix streaming. So the aim is to share on Netflix and once I'm on Netflix with a show, with my thoughts, with my opinions, mm. um, maybe people will be like, oh, I want to hear more about this guy. And then I'll be like, oh, if you want, just listen to this Village in Crisis podcast. And then the numbers will swell. A tsunami of people from all over the world. And you know what? I'll have done zero work. While you, you keep desperately tweeting strangers. <laughs> I'm getting, getting little results. Well, I wish you luck with your strategy. I wish you luck. Okay. How's the um the Instagram management working out? Yeah, I've not really done any any work on that. Um, I think mainly because it's a symbiotic relationship, right? 
Uh, if no one's willing to message me on Instagram, then I won't message them. Michelle's messaging on Instagram. Oh, is she? Yeah. I think I'm, I think it's because I noticed that you were doing it and, and you quite like it, don't you? You asked me to stop doing it. Yeah, but actually you're good at it. You you, you enjoy it. No, <laughs> you're such a fucking shirker. <laughs> Do you not enjoy it? You like it. Uh, I, I, well, I don't really understand Instagram, but if I get a little like, I'm buzzing off my tits. Um, yeah. Let's wrap this week up with an update on locations that people have listened to the podcast oh you love your little stats has it has it really changed because i'm guessing it's still the same well incorrect we have now hold on hold on that's good He's, he's ready he's prepared i'm just going on my phone on the acast app um, Acast, if you're out there, um, they host our podcast. If for whatever reason you wish to massively push our podcast, um, knock yourself out. Uh, we'd we'd really appreciate that. Um, so in the UK alone, places that we've touched on before where people have listened, Cambridge, yeah. Ipswich, yeah, yeah. Burgess mm. Hill, Yate, Grimsby. Is that a new one? Grimsby. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fishy to me. My first, uh, my first ever football match was uh, Grimsby versus Colville, and uh, it, I was in Grimsby watching it, watching it all unfold. Who won? Uh, I can't remember. Do you know the nickname for Grimsby football team? Uh, I don't know. I think it's the Mariners. All right. But now I'm doubting myself. Anyway, Liverpool, I think that's new. Uh, London, Haywards Heath, they were uh, originals. I'm just going to whiz through them because we've got so many locations in the UK now. Where have we actually? Have we actually got? How many listeners have we got? Hold on, Leeds, Manchester, Blackburn, Bristol, Cardiff, Saltburn by the Sea. That sounds nice. Attleborough, Camborne, Darlington, Dunfermline, Edmonton, Guildford, Rochdale, uh, Tunbridge Wells, Ryde, what? Taunton, Watford, Whitton. No, what's going on? Are in, we rich? In, Neil, in the, are we rich? In, in the United States, Glendale, Ashburn, Woodland Hills, LA, Boardman, Falls Church, Houston, Tucson, and Boston. Unbelievable. What is going on? How are people enjoying this podcast? <laughs> Belgium concentrates on Brussels. Uh, Canada, yeah. Montreal and St. John. Yeah. Uh, Germany. A bit sad about Germany because that's Oldenburg and they listened to the first two and obviously thought this is shit. Um, we've had that one listener from India, one from yeah. Indonesia and one from Malaysia. We are yet to break Australia. We'll break Australia. We'll break them down. Yeah. We'll break them down. They love gossip. Yeah. Well, I thought, hey, <laughs> I, thought well, I thought they'd be all over it. Um, well, the UK ones, the UK is doing well. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, somebody employed a uh, strategic marketing policy to follow shitloads of people on Twitter. And when they followed back, <laughs> sent them a message saying, please, please listen to my podcast. God, you, podcast. You, look, you, look, you looked into the camera there. You were looking into my soul yeah. when you said that. You're like, yeah. just 
I'm fucking working hard here. It made um, like made me cold. Um, well, well done, mate. Well done, you, and well done, the listeners, for getting involved. Um, I appreciate it. In the Again, last, I, I want to know, I want to know what um, what headlines are in the, their village. Me too. Um, yeah, and you can that's let that's us know that on Gmail uh, at villageincrisis at gmail dot com, on Twitter at villageincrisis, and on Instagram at villageincrisis. But wait, wait, isn't it, isn't some of it underscore? If you just put that in, you'll find it. All right. But the the email is so it, crisis in, in one word, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Villageincrisis at gmail.com. Okay. Well, uh, I'm actually surprised by the amount of downloads and listens. Uh, thank you, listeners. It's nice. It's nice well, to know you exist. Maybe next week, now he knows that we've got such a, a broad church of listeners, he'll make a fucking effort. No, I think this is what the, they love. This the listeners, clearly, this is what they want. Let I'm me. Gonna, um, I'm not going to change for them. Before we sign off, let yeah. me tell you a comment from new joint superfan Rich. Ah, oh, before you say that, um, for those of you that have listened and have listened this far, so if you're in this deep, we're an hour into this episode. Um, not only thank you. But can you write us a little comment on the Apple podcast um, comment section that will help us grow? Give us a little rating, a little five star rating. Appreciate it. Yes, that'd be very nice. So here. So Rich commented on one of our tweets and he said, this podcast is really finding its feet now. Oh, thanks, Rich. That's Uh, a kind thing to say, isn't it? Put put that on uh, the Apple podcast, Rich, because Twitter, no one cares really, mate. (laughs) <laughs> right until next week goodbye where's rich from oh i don't know let me stalk him on twitter and see if i can right, work it out let, let us know next week okay we'll find out next week until next cliffhanger bye. bye and that's the end of another encounter with the villagers hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs and tune in next week for more village in crisis <laughs>